letsdineoutshow.com for podcasts, recipes, and more. That's letsdineoutshow.com. Welcome back to Let's Line Out Show, and Manel um, and I are going to have some interesting com- interesting topics. Um, I decided to, uh, instead of me coming up with all of them, or us coming up with all of them. <laughs> it's usually Alan. <laughs> nah, well, you're involved too. But I thought it would be fun. Let's, do, let's put Took this lazy out way. to the public in a lazy way. way. Like, yeah. But these are realistic people and objective. Uh, we went to Facebook, and I got a lot of different comments. <laughs> They're so not your imaginary friends? Every week. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Every week we're going to be doing that on Facebook. My, uh, just look for Alan Borg on Facebook or the Let's Sign Out Show on Facebook. But um, I've got a couple of people here who uh, have gotten into it. And um, so one of the subjects is um, tipping. And front of the house tips. Servers get tips. And between the minimum wage they make and the tips, they can do really, really well. Whereas the cooks who are in the kitchen who are the pilots of <laughs> the most important part of a restaurant there is the cooks and they don't get tips. Most of them don't get tipped. A lot of times they do, but a lot of servers don't tip them. There's, there's nothing on them. Plus, um, like Kerry says, I know the wage is higher for, uh, for back of house, but the take home is definitely higher for front, front of the house. Um, and that's the thing that really bothers a lot of the people. And these are people who are in the industry that are, are in there. And, um, so yeah, your restaurant's a little different. You really don't have a front and a back. I don't have a front and a back. Yeah. And what we do but don't is... you agree that I think cooks should get... I think cooks... I disagree. Well, yeah, wait, I disagree well, let me, Wait, let me just talk. Standing on your feet and in front of a hot, you know, hot you know, stove all time with a lot of pressure of getting the stuff done is a lot easier or a lot harder, I should say, than getting an order, dropping it off to a table and smiling... And getting cokes, and you do run around a little bit. I'm not saying it's easy, but I really think they should get a tip. They get, yeah, they get a little higher money normally, but now I, I know chefs and cooks, especially cooks, you know, they start at the same amount as, as a front end person. Well, I disagree. That's my two cents. I'll tell you why. What do you disagree? I disagree because when you are front of house, you have to deal with people, and people are very, very difficult, and they can grate on you. And the cook gets to be in his private little area. He gets to make the same dish usually over and over. And you know, you got to realize I've been on both ends, okay? And to deal with disgruntled, angry, you know, frustrated, happy, demanding, it it can take every but last. Isn't that of what a manager is for? No, that's Managers. what the servers what? No, if if someone's if someone is, gets angry, the server has gets, a problem. The manager should be handling it, not so the who, server. Who decides go, the tip? Well, no, wait a minute. Why, why do you go straight to the anger and you completely disregard everything? I always go Manal straight. Said. If I have no, a, be- but Manal just said taking the order, making sure that they're getting. That's uh, nothing. That's easy. It's not. It's a lot of physical work seven, to deal with people. Yeah, when you have seven, really standing, uh, standing on your feet, making all this food, uh, constantly when you're hit all the time. That's not. That's not. Well, hard. I'm not saying it's hard, but I'm just saying you have to deal with. Um, obstacles all the time when you're exactly. a server. Well, no, you were constantly. You, you, but shouldn't everyone be tipped, not just one element? No. No. Manal hit it right on the head. I was a cook. Mm-hmm. I did the same order continuously. Okay. It a was lot hard. Of, a lot of the chickens that we had to put, they were already cooked. I just had to put on a plate. Well, where did you work? What Norms. <laughs> okay. But, okay, whatever. But, it's still but, the same but, idea. But, but, but to, Manal's, to Manal's point, I didn't have to deal with the seven different tables but i don't sure, have to deal with bringing it's refills. tough 
checking that just to make sure that everything's okay. Or you oh, don't get a tip. Exactly. But the, press, the pressures are different from the kitchen, from the front end to the back end. The server has a ton of pressure because if they don't make that customer smile, if that customer isn't feeling 100% like they're enjoying that but, day, then they Alan, don't get the tip. But if they don't Alan, smile because the food's bad, it's the Alan, cook that makes the no, food. It's not you, the food. It's the service. It's you the, said it yourself, Alan. You said it yourself. Oh, you're standing there. So is the waiter. But the waiter's not only standing there, but he's also walking oh, up and being down. being in a going, kitchen, in the hot kitchen there, with all this stuff going on. Are you and me? we're allowed to have drinks right underneath. I know that. I was, I'm able to give but my, still, my little refreshment. But I, still, I disagree. I just think... It is so much work being well, a how server. About I have to say, I was a server, and it's probably... I mean, and I do it sometimes in my own restaurant, but it is one of the toughest jobs. And I'm not saying that it's not a tough to be a cook, but you do get into a routine when you're a cook. Mm-hmm. You never get to find your groove as a server. But it changes my, every day. So you don't think they should be tipped? They should get no. any tips? I don't, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> I no. think it's different. And the higher-end restaurant, the more those cooks are paid and the server's wages don't change. Oh, no, but they make a fortune. There's servers now that have no education that have no skills. And if they make a they fortune, make a it's because they're money. super good. Are you angry because a server is making more money than you? No, I'm is, just, is I'm just saying I'm angry for the, for the <laughs> I'm sh- saying if a server cooks. is making Unless a- you're a sous chef or you know executive chef that make really good money, you know, then it's one thing. But most cooks, line cooks, they don't make that much. It's, it's a little bit more than you know, minimum wage we for what have, they do. And I'm going to say we because, like I said, I was a cook. I just have to worry about that order that's being put in by the waiter. Exactly. The waiter is putting in this order. He's got to make sure that he's hitting, oh, they want no cheese. Oh, they want no onion. Oh, they want, okay, boom, boom, boom. Out it goes. They have to continue to deal with that customer. And they have to monitor too. Let's say the cook's a little bit behind and he's backed up in the kitchen. It's the server that has to make sure that customer is happy. It's the server that has to deal with that client over and over again. So, you know, and you build a rapport. You have to kind of expose yourself a little bit. When you get regulars, they know a little bit about your personal life. So you're on on blast. But going going back to to your original point, which you said that the cooks are just getting the, the order, that is correct. The waiter has to deal with the utensils, the napkins, the ketchup. Oh, poor baby. It's not poor baby, though, but that's that's the reason why they're getting the tip, because they have to worry about a bunch of... All I have to do is just put a food on the plate and put it on the... So you think the servers have a harder job... Way to go. Absolutely. ...than a a cook? Yes. Uh, Put it up in a pool. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, you're gonna have cooks saying, "I want to, I want to, I want the tip." But no, they're, they're not knocking the servers. All they're saying is that cooks should get the same, you know, same or parts of it. some. And some places do, you know, give tips to the cooks. You know, I do it in our place only because I make the girls do it all. So yeah. the, the girls, yours a little different. Yeah, they they make the food and serve it. So the tips are split evenly, you know, and that's just the way it works. You're listening to the Let's Sign Out show right here on AM five nine of the Answer and. We're answering our Facebook page. And uh, another one, let's see, uh, this came out here. Um, I would like people to pick up the phone and attempt to discuss an issue with a place of business before leaving negative reviews on social media. I agree with that. I agree with that, too. You know, social media is is a quick way. Um, It's kind of like throwing hand grenades behind a wall. You know, they could say and do what they want and they get no, you know, there's no way for the restaurant to really respond, although they should. But then they get, you know, they're put in a position of being defensive. I always attempt to track down. Sometimes I skip it, even the manager. I go to the owner. It depends on the situation. I see, you know, but some managers who take, you know, who are, I feel know what they're doing. You know, they'll be okay. There was one restaurant in big, in, um, 
where is it? Um, Oakland. It's a steakhouse in Oakland. And I, I had a very bad experience. I've had quite a few bad experiences there. But I had a bad experience there. And I saw the manager there, but he never came to our table or anything. And um, I basically went to, to, I didn't know it was a manager to begin with. He just looked like the manager walking around. And uh, anyway, I went on Facebook and saying, has anyone else had this experience? And I, I kind of ripped it, I, but I left it open-ended. Has anyone else, you know, like this or not? And I found out it was the owner's son and he basically, you know, got angry at me because I didn't go to him. Well, I didn't know he was there and right. he never made the table. I saw him walking around, he never came to my table. He didn't know who I was or anything, but Normally, I'll track down the owner and I'll always call them as much as I can and tell them how what I found, what I saw. And it's up to them. If they want to listen, fine. I've had one situation where he got real defensive on the phone on a problem I, I told him about. Um, I was like, okay, it's your, you know, I just wanted to tell well, you. I have to say from the opposite side of it, being the owner of a restaurant, I think that, you know, I prefer people to come to me, but I have to say that it's the day and age or it's the generation, but people complain about everything. And, you know, we're not a chain restaurant, so I get so frustrated. People, like, want to return their food because the tomatoes were missing and they want a whole brand new, you know, lunch item. And I'm like, I'll just give you the tomatoes. No, I want it new. Or I'm going to put a bad review. You just get a well, lot more demanding. And I get that probably three or four times a day. It's almost it's like strong Really, that many. Mm -hmm. And how do you deal with it normally? I'm pretty stern. You know, I, I probably don't have the best reputation. In the beginning, I used to just replace everything until it started losing money. And then I just realized, you know what? I'm sorry our policy is we can correct it, but we don't replace it. And if they want to leave a bad review, I write it and I respond to the review so it's a public statement. Especially when they eat the whole sandwich and, and they, they do. leave or, two bites left. Here's a crazy one. I got one that reported one to the Better Business Bureau, and I have to fight it now. She ordered a, a, a sandwiches at 5 o'clock on a Sunday and got home and said they weren't made correctly. Did not call. Did not say anything. Then around 11 o'clock the next day said she wanted them all replaced. <laughs> and I was like, uh, why would I do that? I was like, the most I can do is offer you 10% on your next order. Refused and then wrote to the Better Business Bureau that I gave bad service. Mm, can you believe that? I've had, uh, I remember one guy said, uh, one of my friends, um, he was a manager at a big high-end restaurant, and the lady came in, ordered the biggest lobster they had, the biggest one, ate the whole thing except for maybe two inches of the, one, maybe one bite of it, and said it was too tough, not, it wasn't sweet, she wanted her money back. That You get that all the time in the food industry. And that's why I say, like, you know, companies like Yelp or whatever, you know, people give them far too much credit because you just, it just individual experiences and your experience might not be like anybody else's out there. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who take advantage of it too. Exactly. I remember the old, old times when uh, people would have cockroaches in their pocket and they would put dead, you know, dead roaches on a table. They would actually do that. That's crazy. One, one guy said he only knew that because he worked at three different restaurants that he's worked at. And this one guy went to all three restaurants and did that. I'll top that story. Someone came in and, and, and had left a feminine napkin in their food. No. And said, yes, yes. And then said they wanted it returned and their money back. And I'm thinking, really? Come on, people. How creative And they were serious. Get? They weren't They kidding. were totally serious. Oh, my goodness. And it was, in, like, it was such an impossible task. It was almost a joke. We all had to laugh. 
Oh, geez, that's amazing. Isn't that crazy? Oh, that's why you want to go in the food business. It's always <laughs> it's, something new. So. It's a crazy business. Coming up next, we're going to talk about Snow Valley and Mountain Resort in Big uh, in Running Springs. You're listening to the Let's Sign Out show right here on AM 590 The Answer. And we'll be right back. You're listening to the Let's Dine Out Show. Welcome back to the Let's Dine Out Show. And we have a, if you guys uh, like cold weather, when you think of cold weather, what do you think of? Well, in California, not a lot. So if I'm, <laughs> true, if I'm in California, the only where I can think okay, of are the mountain let's resorts. Think Big Bear. Big Bear, exactly. And or, winter. So what do you think? I think snowboarding and skiing and mountain resorts and snow and, valley right and snow valley <laughs> yeah, snow valley mountain <laughs> resorts been there for many years and with us is kevin Soames, who's a general manager and welcome to the let's sign out show kevin hello thanks for having me today our pleasure now um let's give a little history about if you can about snow valley and let's talk about what's happening now Sure. We're actually celebrating our 80th anniversary season this year. 80th? Uh, yes, we've been here. Uh, actually, it goes back beyond 80 years. We started in 1924 as Fish Camp, which is a small summer resort that sort of made their foray into winter activities, tobogganing, and then skiing. And it officially became Snow Valley in 1937-38 season, which is now our 80th year now since then. That's amazing. Wow, that's... How many acres is it? Well, we have about two, up to 240 acres of skiable and terrain on the mountain when everything's open and of course uh, we have uh, this year being our 80th we celebrated big time we put a brand new uh, lift in our first uh, southern california's first high-speed detachable six-seat lift and did about seven and a half million dollars of improvements to the area so we're oh, really wow. excited, excited about this season and uh you know i wish we, we had more snow uh, natural snow because that's everybody excited but uh, we're, it's california what do you want well last yeah. year we had an amazing season we got some great snow in last year i'm and I noticed this year it seems like it's it's coming in a little bit late. Would you yeah. make, do you make your own snow too? Oh, we absolutely they do. Have and that's to. sort of the name of the game right now. We've only had about seven to ten inches of natural snowfall this winter, and uh, thanks to our snowmaking crews, we have a real nice quality product out there for everybody to enjoy. I, I've I've got a stupid question. This is the dumbest question I think I ever asked. I've done that, and I've asked many. <laughs> when there's no snow there. Can't is there things you can do on the mountain? You can go bike. You I can mean, do you do mountain st- biking? Is that something that you allow there that you have there? Well, we actually with this new lift we put in, it allows much easier access during the summer. So we anticipate uh, that we will be opening for mountain biking, seeing a chairlift rides, and hiking. Uh, okay, so you do that. So, okay. Yeah, this will be our first year. We'll be doing that uh, here at Snow Valley in a long time, but we anticipate doing that this summer. That's great because I go up to um, a little bit further north of you to go mountain biking in the spring summertime you, you know can, and it's now you can go here yeah that's it's great because i'm much closer yeah yeah now how long have you been at the facility there i've been here uh this uh, and actually next month will be 15 years wow wow so i guess uh you like mountain uh you like all that stuff snow you skiing yeah, i was gonna that. ask do you board do you ski tell tell the audience what you do yeah well i, I can ski and snowboard I, I personally prefer skiing myself i learned to ski when i was five years old and that's something oh, i wow. sort of always been stuck to and, and enjoy in particular i think if you start off skiing you have a natural inclination to ski that's what i think i think people who start off boarding have a really hard time going the other direction What's a whole different sport? I mean, it's all, it's all different, isn't it? Yeah, well, I started off boarding, and every time I try to ski, 
it's just a no go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, do you have you have slopes for different um, beginners and and you know the, the skill levels, right? Yeah, we probably have. I would say uh, some of the best beginner terrain in Southern California, and then we have obviously intermediate, and then we have even up to a advanced and black double black diamond on Slide Peak, uh, as well as our front trail, the ladder. And then if you don't want to ski or snowboard, I always say if you can sit down, you can sled. We do have uh, the only chairlift service snow play area in Southern California, so you can take a chairlift ride up and then take a nice thrilling sled ride down the hill. Okay. Do you have anything for like small, young? I mean. You know, short, fat people like me <laughs> that, that, you know, just like Go to into the lodge and get some hot chili well, and a Bloody Mary. We were and getting be into that. So when, when I bring my family there, they can ski and I can sit down at, uh, at your lodge. Let's talk about your lodge. Let's talk about, is it a full facility, food and beverages and everything? Yeah, absolutely. We have a cafeteria type food. You know, we have everything from, you know, standard uh, hot dogs, hamburgers to Mexican food to really delicious uh, bowls, bread bowls that are soup uh, in them to pizza and Italian food, and then we have a lounge upstairs that you can have your choice of beverages up there and sit there and enjoy the Wi-Fi and look out on the slopes while your family's skiing. <laughs> there you go. There then, you go. Then you have a hostel nearby, right? For, for That would be my family. They're not <laughs> very, so no, they're not very uh, you know, athletic, let's put it that way. That's so. okay. Now, do you have different activities there? Do you have any um, like festivals or anything that you hold there? Uh, we don't have any festivals in particular. We do have, you know, events occasionally, competitions. We also have, you know, music. Sometimes we have a concert or a radio station oh. up with, you know, contests and prizes and such. So we have some activities scattered throughout the season. Don't you guys celebrate, like, Super Bowl and things like that up there? Don't you guys have events for that? Yeah, we have a Super Bowl party up in our last run lounge and a chance to win prizes and such if uh, people want to enjoy the afternoon watching the game and stay after the slopes close the party continues on until the game's over that game our producer would love to watch a game up there i think oh yeah there we go you can't wait for this super bowl so um in terms of also classes do you teach do you have classes to teach people how to do it seriously i mean i have no no idea If (laughs) if i wanted to learn very simply do you have classes or how does that work Oh, absolutely. We have, uh, for starting out young, we do private lessons for ages three and up. And then we have group lessons uh, for ages four through 12 in our children's learning center, uh, which has actually two moving conveyor lifts, which make it sort of their own exclusive learning area for kids. And once they are finished with those lifts, they can move on to the other lifts on the regular mountain. And then for ages 13 and over, we have group lessons for beginner, intermediate, and advanced. So uh, we even teach people how to use terrain features. So we have a variety of lesson programs available to suit anybody's needs. That's cool. You're listening to the Let's Sign Out show right here on AM590, The Answer. And we're talking about Snow Valley Mountain Resort with Kevin Soames, who's a general manager. And um, this is, again, a facility that's not too far from from the lowlands, <laughs> from the Inland Empire. And uh, what's the best road to get you know to get Highway 18, right? Is it 18? Well, actually, if you're coming out of uh, San Bernardino area, or even, I mean, anywhere you're coming from in your area there, that you can hear the broadcast now, the best way to come up is Highway 330, which takes you up into Running Springs, and that becomes Highway 18, and we're just five miles past Running Springs. So we're a a quick drive. We're about 20 miles from the bottom of the mountain there in Highland. Okay. Now, do you live in the area, obviously? Yeah, in in Running Springs. Okay. Any good restaurants there? (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's some. uh, I also happen to be president of the Chamber of Commerce. I have to be careful what I say. Oh, really? I have to say that all (laughs) all of our restaurants are great, whether you want a coffee shop in town, a couple of Mexican restaurants, and a 
a great restaurant up the road here uh, near us. So Blondie's is, is quite a good restaurant as well okay. here on Highway 18. Yeah, we're always looking for uh, good restaurants to go up there too. So uh, we're going to have a new show in um, March. So um, oh, that would be good to do a mountain resort area yeah, up there. Yeah, show. So we'll, that'd be great. We'll keep in touch with you. So uh, anything? Oh, by the way, we have some passes to give away. So uh, for uh, view for the third caller, give us a call at 888-888-9163. That's 888-888-9163. And for caller number three, we have some passes to give away. So uh, anything uh, else you'd like to talk about your facility? Any other things going on that, or future plans or anything? Well, I think uh, there's still, even though we were talking a few minutes ago about how sort of it's been a lean winter snow-wise, natural snow-wise, there's plenty of snow more than you expect thanks to snowmaking. And the season will continue on here, hopefully all the way into Easter and beyond in April. Wow. That'd be great. That'd be great if you get a longer season this year because it started late. Well, the way California is, it, you know, it's 121 day and then snowing the next day and then rain. I mean, literally. So you never know in California. I mean, you'll have you'll have more snow there. I know you but will. But sometimes you get these crazy, crazy winters. I mean, I think Mammoth was open until July last year. Yeah, it's crazy. So, well, thank you so much for joining us. And again, um, go down to it's Snow Valley Mountain Resort in uh, Big Bear. Or uh, is it Big Bear? It's like well, Arrowhead, I think. Running Springs. Running right? Springs, okay. Springs. And again, we're giving away a, uh, some passes, so give us a call at 888-888-9163 for caller number three. Okay, simple as that. Anything you want to say? Anything you want no, to add? No, I just want to Gabe, say thank you so Gabe, much. did you go skiing? Have you ever gone skiing? No. Would you Gabe ever doesn't like... look oh, like yeah, a yeah. scare. Would, would you like to go? <laughs> Yeah, Gabe doesn't sure. like the we cold. We have the biggie here on the I'm line. Biggie, yeah, I'm going to call right now. Okay. I'm on the line right now. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to see him skate. Mr. Big Shot there. Oh, I think he would break a leg. Yeah. No, I don't think so. So, Just teasing. Kevin, well, thank you so much for joining us and continued success. And anything else, if you ever have some good things on, give us a call and we'll talk about it. Okay, thanks for having me today. I appreciate oh, it. Our, thank you. Bye-bye. Wow. No, I've never I've never done skiing. I've walked on ice, but that's about it. <laughs> well, I lived in Michigan and... After going to graduate school and falling down on ice, that's, that doesn't thrill me. But uh, Well, I'm not a big cold person. I love to be, like, cozy and warm when it's cold outside. Yeah. I love, like, being indoors with a fire and all that, drinking yeah, uh, hot wine and all that. But I definitely like to snowboard, just not a lot of I it. can appreciate what they do. So, Well, coming up next, I've got a food review. It's called Arthur's Restaurant in Midland. You're listening to the Let's Sign Out show right here on AM590 The Answer. And we'll be right back. This portion of the Let's Dine Out show is proudly brought to you by the Food for Life Baking Company, makers of Ezekiel 4-9 bread and all the Sprouted for Life products. Okay, let's go for the restaurant view now. It's a good time of the day. Hope you're all just sit back, relax, and I'm going to make you hungry. This is a restaurant called Arthur's Restaurant. It's located at 1913 Mentone Boulevard in the sleepy little town of Mentone. Phone number is 909-794-4645. Now this is a restaurant that basically, uh, it's uh, lunch and breakfast only, Monday through Saturday, 6 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. and Sunday, 6 to 2. So um, no dinners, just breakfast and lunch. But uh, 
you walk in there, it's kind of a countryish style. It used to be an old house. And, um, you know, once you get in there, it's really inviting. You feel like you're at grandma's house. It's, it's kind of fun. You know, fun. Your whole family really like it. Um, it's definitely different than um, going to Denny's or any other chain restaurants. The menu offers a large variety of both fresh, traditional, and original breakfast items that are guaranteed to not only fill you up, but really, really help your pocketbook because they're all very affordable. And uh, there's lots of times the portions are big enough where you can take some home. So you save even more money. Um, again, the, the choices for breakfast is endless. They have all kinds of great stuff. Um, for me, I had a hard time trying to figure out what to get. So I ordered quite a few as, as usual. Um, first, we started with the, sh uh, the short stack, which is two large, fluffy, vanilla-infused pancakes that were very tasty, really filling. I, th I thought some of the best pancakes I've had. They were really nothing worse than having a good pancake with no flavor. Well, this was fluffy, yet had a nice texture to it. And again, the little vanilla you know, flavoring, which every pancake should have, really added a lot. I didn't even eat syrup on it. So and you can also get it with eggs and bacon. They have different combinations, but just a short stack because it's good enough for me. Next came Mama's Omelette. This is a vegetarian omelet consisting of fresh spinach, mushrooms, avocado, green onions, Swiss cheese, and Parmesan cheese. Get a load with get a load of this. Gently laid into a four scrambled egg omelet served with home fries, which consisted of potatoes, green peppers, and onions, or you can get hash browns, and a choice of toast or freshly baked biscuits with a rich white gravy. Really, really excellent. I'd go for the biscuits and gravy. This is a nice omelet. I really like the idea of avocado, which was, you know, add a little smoothness to this. Um, spinach, so you feel like you pop out, you feel a little healthy. And it was just a very nice and, and very filling omelet. So uh, I agree. Like I said, for under $10, you can't, get, can't go wrong with it. Um, only after I ordered the pancakes and omelet did I find out that the chicken fried steak was made on the premises. So guess what? I had to order this. So I am such a giver to everybody out there. This is a hand-pounded, battered, fried cube steak that was perfectly seasoned. And the batter was crisp and smothered with that marvelous country gravy. Again, it comes with biscuits and, oh yes, this great creation also comes with three eggs, choice of potatoes or toast and biscuits and more gravy. It was priced at, again, under $10. So this is, I think, the best dish of what I had the, the whole day. I love I love chicken fried steak. Gabe, do you like chicken fried steak? Um, No. I'm going to say no. How come? Well, I don't think I've tried it, to be honest. You've never, oh, I forgot, you lived in a closet most of your life. So, you know, do you know what it is? Isn't it like like a steak that's fried, basically? Yeah, it's cubed. It's usually pounded, so it's tenderized, yeah. breaded, and then deep fried. And, yeah, that sounds um, good. Okay, put that on a list of places I'm going to take you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that list is long, buddy. Just, okay. <laughs> that list is long. It's going to be a long trip with you. But, uh, yeah, I'm surprised you've never had that. So, anyway, it's very, very good. Um, then I wanted to, you know, now I filled you up with a lot of breakfast items. I thought, let's go in to uh, try some lunch items. So next came the original Mentone Melt. And this is a delicious tuna. Now listen to this one, Gabe. This is interesting. Delicious tuna salad with mayo, celery, and onions on a toasted sourdough bread, slice American cheese. So far, so good, right? Do you like tuna? Eh. <laughs> Okay. Well, anyway, this one had crispy bacon with it. I've never had tuna and bacon and everything, you know, on a melt, but this turned out really good. The bacon really is good quality bacon. It was real smoky flavored and a really, uh, you know, good crunch to it. So uh, 
I, I it was both unique, delicious, and again the bacon worked so well with everything. Also, the tuna was fresh. It wasn't you know not freshly caught, but it wasn't leftover tuna. It was really really uh, good. Um, and you know good, they used the white tuna, albacore tuna, which is like the best you can get. So, oh, I'm tired of just talking about all this food. Next came, let's see, we had an open uh, face tuna sandwich, thick slices of tender, juicy, roasted on the premise turkey breast, which again, you don't too find too often. It was topped with two slices of white bread, covered with a nice turkey gravy, and served with mashed potatoes, string beans, and cranberry sauce. Huh, sounds like Thanksgiving, and guess what? That's what you have at Thanksgiving, a great meal like this. So, yeah, a lot of times, a lot of people, you know, why only turkey and cranberries and all that good stuff? during thanksgiving we wanted during the day you know we want it all the time well guess what now you can get it here um other sandwich i've tried include a turkey club really good again their turkey is magnificent so it was a sliced turkey with and um, they also had the reuben sandwich which was a lean corned beef with sauerkraut swiss cheese on rye bread with their juicy cal and then also a juicy california burger with avocado bacon american cheese thousand island dressing Lettuce, tomato, pickle, onions, all on a sesame seed bun. Sounds like a commercial for one of the fast food chains. All of the sandwiches are served with fries, potato salad, green salad, soup, sweet potato fries, or cottage cheese. So any of those sandwiches you have, you know, almost everything I've talked about comes with that. In addition to the regular menu, they also have a nice senior citizen menu for those 62, 62 years and older. And um, I guess in summary... Dining at Arthur's is a fun and satisfying culinary journey. Um, both the owner, Debbie, and her, and her daughter uh, are, are just very hospitable, very nice people. And everyone knows each other. It's the kind of place where you want to get, especially in the morning, you, you know, you get up there and everyone brings their newspaper and everyone seems to know each other, very family-oriented. So, again, the name of the restaurant is called Arthur's Restaurant. And it's located at, let me get my paper here. There you go. Located at 1913 Mentone Boulevard in the city of Mentone, 92359 for your GPS. Uh, telephone number is 909-794-4645. Again, 909-794-4645. They're open Monday through Saturday, 6 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. And Sunday, 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. Arthur's Restaurant. You'll love it in Mentone. Mr. Gabe, producer Gabe, sitting there with your hands crossed. Got a question. What do you normally eat for breakfast? Do you have a set? Whatever you know, Denny's set, is I, in their menu. <laughs> Denny's. No, uh, the, the, the traditional, the pancakes, the eggs, now, sausage. Now, again, going back to Mexico, because you are from Mexico, um, chili, you know, chilaquilas and all that stuff. Are those dishes that they, they eat there, you know, chili rancheros? You know, eggs, ranch, shells, all that stuff, or is it more Americanized? No, they they do them in Mexico as well. The chilaquiles, they do. I forget the name of the eggs. It's like eggs with tomato and, and onion in them as well. Okay, that's another one that they that we do. It's more on the southern Mexico side, but that's a that's a Mexican dish. Mm-hmm. So, what yeah. about the northern Mexican side? <laughs> Just chilaquiles, uh, gorditas. Um, the usual eggs. Do they do like breakfast burritos? No, not like, really, no. Like here? No, it's not. Maybe, at the, maybe at the local McDonald's, you know, <laughs> that we had. That you have there, yeah. We, we have. What's funny is that, and I haven't gone. It's just something that my mom told me. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, what she mentioned to me was that they don't have sausage McMuffin or McGriddle or any of that in the McDonald's out there. It's it's eggs, beans, and 
It's, it's what you would buy at a Mexican restaurant, but okay. at a McDonald's. Yeah, a lot of McDonald's, like in Jamaica, I remember seeing, you know, they use local, obviously local stuff that sells. Right. They're going to add to it. So Right. So, But, but you, yeah. growing up as a kid, I mean, did, did you have like cereal and milk? Of course. What kind of, what kind of cereal? Uh, that's all Americanized. I mean. Oh, so corn pops well, are there. I, I mean, yes, I was born in Mexico, but I, I've been here since the age of three. Okay. Oh, so, okay. So, I think by the age of three, you're already drink, you're already eating your 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 own cereal, and happen to be pulling out the frosted flakes. Right. <laughs> now, normally, it is a in Mexico, um, breakfast and then lunch, and then do they have dinner? Yeah. I thought, it, I thought it's not a different dinner, world, buddy. It's no, 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 no. There's some, <laughs> isn't dinner served at lunch? Pretty much, you have a bigger meal at lunch, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe in different, not now where I'm. No, I mean we do eat dinner probably five. You know, and, and I'm talking about weeks when when no, I go I thought, visit. I, th- I thought in Mexico they had a bigger the lunchtime was more dinner where they could take a siesta, relax a little bit, and then have a, a you know a lighter lunch, a lighter dinner. No, no, we have dinner, and then we also have, you know, I remember my grandma would make me like a, a cheese and beans uh, burritos like at mm-hmm. seven eight o'clock at night. Um, but but no, I mean, dude, it's the same thing. It's mm-hmm. it's you have a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Some parts of Mexico they they do close between. Two and three, I believe, or three and four. Well, they do that here too. They close. Well, no, no, no. Like a lot of businesses, they close t- for to eat or to 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 nap. Oh, okay. Oh, really? They don't do that here. I wish. That, I wish that. They so did. there's nap. There's official nap times. I, I I don't think I don't think it's considered an official nap time. Is more to go eat to go unwind because a lot of the businesses at night is the the the, the business life comes back to life. Not so. like here. So it's, it's it's different. See, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. But what about you? I mean, what what what, what do you have for breakfast? Um, why well, I, I grew up with like soft boiled eggs. I don't know they're eggs, you know, like boiled eggs, but they're soft. It's not hard boiled. It's kind of in between. And we cut off the top of the egg, and we just through the egg. You just kind of eat through the egg, wait, egg out of it, so it's a little loosey. And that or poached eggs. That used to be a big thing too. Where do you know what poached egg is? I think so. Yeah. It just stick it in water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, there's like a form. Okay. You pour it in there. So, um, but either water or a pan. But uh, poached eggs. Uh, what else? Healthy cereals, you know, uh, cooks, you know, oatmeal, stuff like that. And we weren't really into uh, sugar, you know, sugar cereals and right. stuff. Although I liked them, but. <laughs> I like the sugar. Huh? You like the sugar. <laughs> what about, um, what else is there? Like yogurt. Do you ever eat yogurt? Oh, yeah. Of course. But as long as it has no citrus or anything. Uh, yeah. No, no, I'm actually the big yogurt fan because um, yogurt, I, get, I, I can really be drinking milk. So, so the yogurt for me is what really just calcium, my calcium, right, right, right. Yeah, well, this restaurant does have a yogurt. They have a, you know, like I said, all the traditional breakfast things. They have parfaits. They, you know, do you like granola? Granola uh, yeah, with yogurt. Course. Yeah, they have that. So oatmeal and all that good stuff. So, yeah, it's funny how every country. Um, I know how to step out for a little bit, but um, every country has their own little of. Um, Different breakfasts. I mean, you know, some places just have, you know, beans, like uh, the English, they have beans in the morning. And so uh, I can't even imagine that here. But anyway, that's it. So uh, Absolutely. Arthur's Restaurant. And uh, so what other restaurant do you want, do you want me to take you to? Denny's. Okay. <laughs> I, I, funny story. I only got 25 seconds. My daughter, when she's pregnant, went to um, Denny's. Uh, I had to go to Denny's. It was the only restaurant around there. <laughs> and she was in labor, but they said she's going to be another 15 hours. So so I went to Denny's. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. Nobody was there except all the staff recognized me. And I was like, oh, I don't want to be notified. I don't Nobody know me. 
And I just felt like, oh god. That was the best meal you've ever it was had. Horrible. It was plastic. Everything was plastic. Wait, so so that was so so you the last meal before you became a grandpa was, was Denny's. Denny's. I know. That's that's a nice little fun fun fact. I that's like why that. he named the baby. Ugh. <laughs> it's true. That's his name. Ugh. Oh, You're listening to the Let's Sign Out show right here on AM five ninety. The answer, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Visit letsdineoutshow.com for podcasts, recipes, and more. That's letsdineoutshow.com. Okay, boys and girls, we got food holidays. And, you know, a lot of people like me say, what do we do this for? Because it's fun, it's different, and we don't know what food holidays are. They were given right before we're on the air. So we get blindsided just like you. And what's cool about this one, I noticed, is... Most of them are desserts this week, so it must be right for your New Year's resolution in January. They give you all the desserts. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) January 28th, National Blueberry Pancake Day. I like those blueberries. I like real fresh blueberries. Me too, and I made some. Sorry for interrupting. I made some on Sunday, and I made lemon blueberry fried buttered pancakes. Ooh. They were actually very Lemon, like lemon peel? I did lemon zest with some lemon juice, fresh blueberries, and fried them in butter. They were actually very good. Wow, that sounds delicious. Uh, Oh, this is good. January 29th, National Corn Chip Day. Are you a potato chip person or a corn chip? I'm a no chip person. (laughs) (laughs) I do not like any form of chips, but that's why I made a joke. Um, I don't know. This I just... is why her Super Bowl party is going to be whack. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, I can't wait, dude. Uh, everyone's like, where are the yeah. nachos? We want nachos. nachos. No, you get lobster tail. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, here's nachos. Yeah. Yeah, we want to get rack of lamb. Here's, here's bread. <laughs> you don't get any of this crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about chips, but they seem like empty food to me. What, I was going to think about that, yeah. They're just empty. You're tasting them. But it's fun. They're it's, a bit. They're addicting, that's for sure. You, you can't know, eat 12. The British have a word when you just eat one, like you said, and it's called Moorish. And when you, you you have to have more than one, the item is considered Moorish. And that's what chips are to me. They're like, you eat several. You don't know why you're eating them. They don't have generally big flavor. And they're just empty foods. What about popcorn? I like popcorn. Okay. I don't know why. It's the same thing. I, same thing. Well, they have fiber at least a little bit. So, Okay, January 30th, National Croissant Day. Nothing better than a hot croissant. I've, I've been lucky enough to work at a place where they made them fresh and you know, two minutes out of the oven, oh, man, flaky, and I love croissants. I love croissants. You know what I like to do on, once again, weekend mornings, I take a croissant, I make bechamel and ham, and I mix it all together, and I stuff the croissant with bechamel and ham, and then I cover it with Parmesan cheese and bake it. Folks, again, it's called the Green Shack Deli. <laughs> That's why these sandwiches are so popular. Now, do you eat what, what, do you, eat what you talk about? Yeah. I do. So why don't you weigh like me? How come you weigh 40 pounds like you do? You're, you're I eat petite, everything. I just don't eat a lot of it. I just yeah, need a that's flavor, true. That's right? True. That, that's true about you. Good. Okay, let's see. January 31st, National Hot Chocolate Day. Yep, in the cold weather. I'm not – I've never been a hot chocolate person me really. Me neither. But I know my wife with marshmallows and no, she puts extra cinnamon in and – you know, I think I love the idea of hot chocolate. I like making it for my kids. I love the feeling of hot cocoa, but it's just so sweet. I yeah. just, I can't because it's, it's just a more water. That's all. Yeah. But I mean, the flavor itself is just oh, okay. like drinking sugar, but like, I don't know, but I like making it. Fun to make. Let's see. February 1st, 
National Cake Pop Days. I thought they're gone already. <laughs> I thought it was a trend. Yeah, that's surprising. Now they're cake balls. They don't have the pop on them anymore. Have you seen them? They're like little balls, and you make them, and you yeah. don't have a stick anymore. And like donut holes. Like donut holes, exactly. Yeah. That's what I think. Ooh, na- uh, National Baked Alaska Day. I like baked Alaska. I love meringue. I did too. There's um, I can't remember the name of the dish. Oh, I remember now. It's called Eaton Mess, and it is a British dish. And I think it was named after the School of Eton, which was a very posh school for the princes of England. And basically, they take the meringue, get it really hard, and then crumble it up with like a mortar. What is that called? Is it a pesto mortar? Yeah, pesto mortar. And then they put raspberry jam and whipped cream in it. Mm-hmm. And they mix it all together, and it's called an eaten mess, and you just eat it with a spoon, and it is delicious. It's almost like uh, the with French macro, uh, macaroons. Yeah, kind of. It's meringue-ish. Wow. Okay, ooh, National Dark Chocolate Day. I love dark chocolate versus milk chocolate. Me too. A, couple of people, a lot of people don't like it, and I don't understand why. But It's so much better for you, too. Well, it's and got some health benefits to it, yeah. I love dark chocolate. The one that gets me is they call it you know white chocolate. It isn't white chocolate. There's no chocolate in there. It's <laughs> But they call it white chocolate, and people go, oh. butter candy. Yeah, people go, oh boy, <laughs> it's chocolate, and like, mm, it's healthy. <laughs> no, no, no. February 2nd, National Tater Tot Day. You know, tater tots were so hot growing up, and then they disappeared from life. Then now they're back, and I absolutely love tater tots. I love when they're fried really crispy, and that, to me, it just adds a whole, a whole dimension to the dish. You know, I didn't grow up with tater tots. I think it's a very American thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really have them. And then by the time I was older, it didn't really come. Do you got up. a fryer at your, at your? I do have a fryer. Get tater tots, make them really crispy, and add them in your sandwich. I'm, really? I'm telling you, you'll get that crunch to it. Wait, wait, that's my winning sandwich. Never, I, you didn't hear oh, yeah, that, folks? You didn't hear that, didn't you? That. Want... You know what, though? I did see on the internet something that was kind of cool, and I thought I might try it. I don't know if I know how to, would know how to make it, but... It's the same idea. Like tater tots is like a hash brown, right? Well, it's a ball. It's, it's, but is it the same idea like fried potato? Of, yeah, but it's, yeah. And they took this hash brown and instead of like having like a egg biscuit like within, in an English muffin, they took the hash brown and stuffed it with the bacon and egg or sausage. And the outside oh, was the hash brown and you just ate it like kind of like a little enclosed sandwich or something. That I thought work. that was interesting. I just never made it. So I thought I'd give it a shot. February 3rd, National Carrot Cake Day. I love it. To me, the best one is at Costco. They make a great one. It's moist. It's a, You can taste everything. And Well, then you're going to come to my place today. You're going to you're gonna review my carrot cake. Your, your carrot cake, too. Okay. So, folks, we really appreciate listening to our show. We're on every Sunday, 1 to 3. And um, if you have any suggestions or anything, you can find us on Facebook. Or you can get a hold of us at, uh, right now, letssignoutshow.com. But uh, February uh First, we'll be having a new website called eatingcal.com. But if you go on Let's Sign Out Show, you'll be able to uh, get right to it. We'll have podcasts of our show. Our up-and-coming uh, TV show is coming along really well. And we're in our third taping in, in about a week. And uh, that'll be airing probably in March, early March. March, yeah. So looking forward to it. And what else? Uh, Grub Clubs, um, they're free to join. Uh, we go out once a month. One that we had is sold out. It's for Highlands Food Resort. But we haven't Mar- booked all the way till June. Yeah, but in March we have it's called La Gourmet French Restaurant, so we'll be putting that up pretty soon too. So, but it's called joingrubclub.com. Again, joingrubclub.com. 
and scroll down if you have, don't belong to it. It's free to join, and then once you'll be notified of everyone every dinner we have. So, and they sell out quickly, so we don't release them until the, the last one is passed. Right, exactly. So, until next week, happy eating, uh, enjoy yourself, be safe, and we'll see you on the radio. Take care, everybody. Take care. <laughs>